You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to bridgesnashville.com. Well, thanks so much for joining us for part three of our series, The Christmas Story. I'm in upstate New York, joined by my dad, Pastor Terry Parks. And we're going to be diving into Luke chapter 2. We're going to set the stage, set the context for who Luke was, who was he writing to, and what was he trying to say. If you remember last week in Virtual House Church and in our online church experience, we looked at Matthew chapter 2. We dove into the context and we saw a theme of worship as the Magi came to the manger. They bowed down in reverence to Jesus. And week one, of course, we kicked off the series with a 30,000 foot view of the story of Christmas and how hope was the theme throughout all of it. So we have hope, we have worship, and today we're going to talk a little bit about joy and how the angels show up to the shepherds with good news and great joy. So first off, uh, welcome, Dad. It's so good to have you here. Thank you. And um, I just want to set the stage a little bit about who Luke was. Obviously, Luke was the author of the Gospel of Luke. Luke also wrote the book of Acts, and Luke was actually a companion of Paul. In fact, scholars believe that this gospel was written about 30 years after the events of Christ. Luke wasn't an eyewitness account of Jesus. He just knew some of the disciples. And of course, he did a lot of ministry with Paul. Right. And uh, Paul was an early church planter. And Paul wrote about half the New Testament right, as right. we have it. Uh, but Luke was a Gentile. <clears throat> so last week, we talked about Matthew being a Jewish tax collector, writing mainly to a Jewish Christian audience. Luke was a Gentile writing to Gentiles. He's often called Luke the Evangelist. Uh, His trade by profession was a physician. He was a doctor, and he was a historian. And so Luke was a very smart guy. Right, very educated. Very educated, and he was writing these events to a Gentile audience with the spirit of evangelism. He wanted them to know the message of Christ and that Christ was for all people. And so as we look at Luke chapter 2, the birth of Christ, what are some things context-wise that we can really draw out of this? What do you see? Well, I think... It's so important to really draw a picture of the context because Israel was a humble client kingdom under mm-hmm. the heavy boot of the Roman Empire. And so at this time, it, you actually have some markers that you can look at for historical context with uh, Caesar Augustus was the emperor of Rome at that time. He talks about, the, Luke talks about Quirinius, who was the governor of Syria at that time. I like that name, Quirinius. Yeah, yeah, it's a tongue tire there. <laughs> and uh, and so at the time, you know, Joseph and Mary go to Bethlehem for the census, and so census are, are nothing new. And um, and there's I, historical context outside of the Bible of that particular. Census. Yes, there is. There yeah. sure is. And so um, I think that one of the things that really sticks out to me about this is that God appears to be attracted to the hum- humble. Mm. Humility attracts God, and. Um, we see that Jesus was born in a humble nation, in a humble town, and in the most humble of circumstances, in a manger where there would be animals being fed and being in the, uh, right there next to him. Wow. And uh, additionally, um, the angels show up to shepherds. Mm. Now, shepherds aren't the glamorous uh, professionals that Luke was. And, um, and well, so, that's interesting. yeah, you know, shepherds were smelly, outdoorsy people. Yet we see a thread all through the scripture where shepherds are referred to. Mm. Um, And so here the angel shows up to the shepherds, announces the birth of the Christ child, 
And then an angelic choir shows up and sings glory to God in the highest. Mm. And uh, it inspires these smelly, outdoorsy shepherds to go and seek out the Christ child. Mm. And, of course, we know that there's shepherds in the Old Testament that God used mightily, i.e. King David, who was the mightiest of uh, the Old Testament kings. Mm. And uh, he was overlooked by his father uh, for the kingship until Samuel said, what about, is this all the boys you got? And he, well, they got David, he's out in the sheep pen. And, uh, and so, and then we see that Jesus is referred to as the good shepherd. Yeah. And so um, God is attracted to the humble. Jesus mm -hmm. could have chosen all kinds of well-educated and highly touted disciples, but who did he show, uh, choose? He chose fishermen, smelly fishermen. <laughs> and, From um, shepherds to fishermen. Shepherds to fishermen. Wow. And so... The kingdom, the gospel message is highly tied. Um, you know, gospel means good news. It's tied to humility. Mm -hmm. And um, Let me pause there because it's interesting, good news. We have the gospel of Luke, the gospel of Matthew. Yeah. And in fact, it says in Luke chapter 2 that the angels showed up with good news and great good joy. joy. Yeah. yeah, Good news and great joy. If there's anything we need right now in 2020, it's good news Great and joy. great joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And who wrote that but another shepherd? David, mm -hmm. Psalm 51. Now, it's interesting. We, we drew out the theme of worship with the Magi at the manger. We yeah. drew out the theme of hope as we talked about the prophetic uh, leading up to Christ. Today, we're talking a little bit about joy. And in fact, joy is the theme of our Bible reading plan. If you're not a part of that, it's not too late to sign up. You can do that on our Instagram page. But joy comes from this Greek word, Kara, C-H-A-R-A, and it means living with an understanding of the grace and favor, favor of God yeah. upon you. And, you know, when we're talking about humility here, humble circumstances, humble town, humble shepherds, humility and joy, they go hand in hand, don't they? I mean, maybe expound on that just a little bit before we read Luke chapter 2. What do you see about joy tying into this particular chapter? Well, I think joy, uh, to, to me, joy comes in knowing who we are as a son or daughter of God. Wow. And part of wh the way we get there is humbling ourselves and emptying ourselves of our titles, our education, all of the things that Paul, pride, pride. pride, all the things that Paul had to empty himself of, which he said, I'm throwing it all on the dung heap. Mm. And, uh, and so that humility brings great joy. And humility and joy will bring service to others and love for others. And mm -hmm. we'll never think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. That's and, awesome. Yeah, so I think that's powerful. I mean, this goes back to my Sunday school days, but somebody referred to joy as Jesus, others, and yourself. And joy and humility being tied into each other, I think mm -hmm. is so interesting. Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve, to serve others. And so I hope that as we read this together in just a moment, the themes of joy and humility mm -hmm. and all of this that ties into the Christmas story really resonates with your hearts today. So let's just take a moment and read Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And following that reading, you're going to see some discussion questions pop up on the screen that are designed to engage you with the Word of God. Hebrews tells us that the Word of God is living and active. So let's take a moment from wherever you're watching today and read Luke 2. Well, at this time, from wherever you're joining us, I would encourage you to take just a brief moment. You can even pause the podcast and read Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. We're going to focus on the story of the angels showing up to the shepherds. After you've read that passage of Scripture, 
Think about these following discussion questions. Number one, what is symbolic about God announcing Jesus' birth to some of the lowliest members of their society? Question number two, how would you describe to somebody that Jesus is both fully human and fully divine? Question three, what do we learn about God's love for us through the shepherd's encounter with the angels? Question four, have you ever had an undeniable encounter with God? If so, what made it so evident that God was present? And how did you respond? And question five, how can we embrace the message of good news and great joy in our current situation? I pray that as you engage with scripture and dive in to some of these reflection questions, that God will begin to reveal himself in a new way to you today. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.